You missed us, you sons of bitches. <laughs> they missed listening to good music. <laughs> yeah, I missed this. Because apparently they haven't been doing that since we've been gone either. There's been a whole lot of mid just going around for the past month. It's been, it's been a little, it's been a little, it's been, but the, Nas the midness thing. has been in abundance. Nas did a thing though, so I'm pretty happy about that. You know, I saw that and I haven't partaken. Oh, that was abrupt. I'm like slide us out. I probably should use that book. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. This guy. Uh, there you go. It's been a month. All right, relax, everybody. It's okay. Some cobwebs. They'll be fine. They'll they will be fine. Whatever cobwebs that exist, they will. They have been burned and dried and scorched. In this fucking heat, I know they have. They have. It's a thousand degrees outside in well, the night. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, uh, growing up, I liked that, though. I like, like, depending on where you was, I remember going, visiting my grandma and my aunts in Arizona, and when you in a hot space like that, like, there ain't, ain't no curfew, because it don't get cold outside. It's hot as it was at 12. As long as you in the neighborhood and I know where you at, just enjoy yourself. I think, I think that's something I can get behind. Like, when you said it, I wasn't going to say Arizona, but I do think about, like, Summers were like we spent like a lot of summers like in Texas or fucking uh, Louisiana, mm. and I know I might be by myself in this. I've had this conversation with like a few people before, but I don't know. Like the I get used to the humid shit far faster than this like dry desert heat. Absolutely. I don't know what the fuck it is, but like I just don't enjoy the just dry whatever. Like that humid shit. I don't know. I got think like I, I if you you send me down there right, you got. On a good, I know I've done it in like two weeks. It's felt cool, but maybe the longest, maybe like two, three weeks. And I'm like, all right, I got it. I'm in here. I'm like, I give myself a couple weeks, like, and then I'm used to it. I hate, I hate the fucking heat out here. Like, I'm be slamming that fucking air. Yeah, I I felt so. That's how I felt being in New Orleans for sure. Texas too, kind of, but for sure in New Orleans. Like, I just. I don't know, the moisture in the air makes me feel better. Like, I'm hot and I'm sweaty, but I still feel fine. Whereas being hot here is it just does not feel the same, unless you're closer to the water. If you're closer to the water, it's different. But, you know, out here, it's a little bit different. Maybe it's like a dried out thing. Because I feel like, even though, like, you know, you everybody doesn't want to be damp, but something <coughs> maybe about the, I don't know if anybody out there, like, is good on the science on this, if I'm way off or way on, you know, tell us. But, like, if there's, like, humidity, I feel like some of the moisture, you know, you need moisture in your body and water and shit. Like, it might, in a way, replenish as opposed to just this dry ass shit. I'm like, yo, I'm fucking depleted. You finna get heat stroke, headaches, UPS people falling out. (laughs) Fucking, yeah, yo, y'all still order them packages with shit you can't wear. (laughs) (laughs) To close, that's gonna end up somewhere on the coast of Ghana. That's polluting the waters. That's crazy, Killing these motherfuckers out here. I saw, I was parking here and I saw a, a girl and she just had to park her car in the street and like go to some other, the apartment she was in front of, like she couldn't even get to the one she needed to go to. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy, Amazon lady. Support to you though. Couldn't, Don't I tried it. I, I, I did, I did my FedEx run. Fuck, man, support them niggas. They deserve all the money they get. Like the motherfuckers who make a career out of it, I had to have no, oh, yeah. I have no qualms. I think they should get everything. But to be able they, to make a career out of it, out of drivers though. Yeah, I was in the warehouse, which is different. Yeah, I did both, and 
I think everybody should get paid more. Like, oh, I definitely should get yeah. paid. I, I was unloading big ass trucks by my goddamn yo, self. That shit is man, yo. Like, oh, that, you big, strong, and you like lifted? Oh yeah, go in and, there and handle that by and, yourself. And, and here's the thing: this is why you should support. You know, I'm not gonna get. I remember we like the, the whole thing about the bus drivers. So if y'all don't like bus drivers, you got to at least put your FedEx workers, drivers, and whatever. Because even when you on the fucking truck, you have to. Haul that shit off wherever Because the motherfuckers When you taking it to Some of these fucking spots They act like You know Okay Well bitch help me get this shit off This is your shit Not mine If you're taking it to like A warehouse Something like that And they don't care what it is If it's on your route So you be like Oh look at this This is a whole box of t-shirts Lovely And then somebody give you A fucking uh, a, a goddamn axle For a, for a fucking uh, 18 wheeler Why the fuck would you put this One long 3,000 pound thing on? Who's gonna pick this up you, motherfucker, that motherfucker in the back of that truck. So, you know. Make sure you, <laughs> they had the nerve to have us do fucking stretch circles before our shift started. I hated that shit so bad. Make, it, sure, make sure we stretch. Who's going to lead the stretch today? I was like, I'm, I am not and then, on nobody's, well, I was on somebody's team, but still, like, this this ain't the team I get paid to play for. Why am I stretching before we, that ain't what this is. Yeah, you got to support them PBO, because then you got to put it back if it don't make it on the <clears> truck. Right. This motherfucker is sent down, you know, you dropping it off at a fucking, I don't know, uh, uh, auto shop. You got seven fucking, you got eight sets of tires on this bitch. You got to put them all, you rims included. You got to put all the way back. You got to put all that shit back. And then know that when you come in the morning, they're going to put you on your same, that same line. You got to take that same shit. It's terrible. Pain in the ass. Yeah, so. Unload the entire truck and then go down the belt and help the driver load theirs up. So now I'm unpacking and repacking the same shit yeah, yo. in the same day. Support support your uh, shit. FedEx, UPS, them DHL niggas. I don't really know what they do, but I've seen them like, you know. They out here. They out here. You support the people. I mean, we can talk about the biggest one because Amazon for sure ain't kicking up no bread. Support, yeah, support the people because Amazon crazy because they be having them up. That girl was out there in like a Prius. Like, and I'm like, I know that shit was like up to the fucking nth degree. Just drop. That's crazy. Yeah, the, the way people talk about, you know what's crazy? A crazy place that tells you all the shit and news you didn't think you needed to hear? TikTok. Oh, absolutely. When I'm fucking flying through TikTok <clears throat> thinking it'll be some funny shit, it'd be, like, funny. And TikTok's algorithm is quick. So you, like, one, like <laughs> I think I liked one thing that was, like, ah, uh, yeah, you know, like, the, uh, I don't know, man. It was something about, like, the government or, like, you know, wages aren't fair Seven things that like deep, deep dives on capitalism. And I was like, whoa, nigga. Like, people people was, get paid to just sit there and expose their version of the truth to this shit. So And they be they be over there on TikTok taking a motherfucking time. Part two in the fucking description. Like, and it's you fucker had to sit there for ten minutes or one motherfucker who just But does social media, especially TikTok, I look at it like it's the new drop shipping. People are getting made for just creating some shit out of shit that already exists. That's true. So they're going to spend a lot of time just doing that with the hopes of making some money off of it. Yeah, I, th- I think that's one thing where, like, I I, sup- I, I still like it because, there's you know, obviously everybody got a new fucking term. And I know I'm in the field of terms, so it sounds fucking ridiculous. But it's like, you know, don't doom scroll, hyper learn or whatever. So... To be honest, I guess I'm a fan of hyper learning, whatever whatever the phrase is. I know I'm, but whatever it is, you can literally say whatever the fuck you want. But I like the people who I think make the content for that. 
And I don't. I, I know that they probably are somebody who's already up and com- or already got their shit together, or they have a real career. It'd be the ones who like are already doctors in the field, or I'm on TikTok to really explain information, and they be shooting that shit out quick, fast. Here are the facts. Here is the pros and cons. It's the ones that ought to be like, we're gonna explain. You didn't need to talk that much. You could have really cut this to the T. Bing, 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 and got it out. They're trying to drown it out. It's funny that you're saying that our field is. The E forty of terminology. Oh man, we just be making up all kind of shit and turning it into actual language. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I'm not. A, I mean, you got. I mean, that's something to eat because you know, I'm not. A, I'm not opposed to inclusivity, but man, that just mean like you. Even if you're not with the term, you have to at least play with the term before you go. All right, that's stupid. Like if some if something is said, you have to kind of flesh it out a little bit. Whereas you know, some of you motherfuckers, I don't know, somebody is like a marketing major that or or, or uh, I don't know business manager they could just say fuck you stupid that's dumb as fuck you do you have to play around with it okay I did okay I was having a conversation about this and about what that looks like in this field of being because there's so there's 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 I guess a image or a, like a rhetoric where you just are captain or queen or they them <laughs> um you know you're this the most accepting motherfucker on earth and nobody kind of addresses that, like, you know, you, you address it, like, when you're in, when we're in our own private circles and we're actually doing the work. But, like, presentation-wise, online, like, there's not always enough, a, a lot of conversation. I haven't seen it. It might be out there of, like, no, this is dumb. Like, this is not something we would make. This doesn't make sense. This is not that. Like, really just by, and I know, you know, you don't want to get, I don't know, like, canceled or you don't want to whatever. But I do feel like that's, like, part of it. Because, like, you see a lot of, like, people that are kind of, like, you know, saying all the foofy stuff. And I'm going to, I love calling it foofy. But, like, when you talk to people in person, it's like, well, no, you wouldn't say that. You wouldn't acknowledge that. There's, like, there's pushback. I just always, like, acknowledge, like, there's a fit, there's a giant amount of pushback in this field. And, like, the aesthetics of this field is not necessarily the truth of it. So, being somebody that clearly you and I have to, understand both sides right Mm. do you get tired of having to advocate and educate when it comes to the other side's perspective no matter who you're coming across like do you get moments where it's just like i don't feel like explaining to y'all the ins and outs of how our field classifies explains states and all this other stuff the thing that we are discussing right now Or are you okay with, like, diving into those conversations? I'm okay with it when, you know, you intuition, use your discernment. When I feel like the conversation is productive, like, it's one thing from, like, you don't know and you are uneducated, so this might be a space where I can teach in a space that, well, if I know a thing or two, or I can give you a perspective that I have and I've seen it like this or blah, 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 and somebody may go, oh, okay, I never even thought of When I'm catching that, oh, you're trying to, all right, nah. I don't, like, if you if you see it's dumb, like I just like okay, like I'm gonna use this for here. Like I talk a lot of shit on here. It's a lot of stuff on the pod, mm-hmm. and I will engage with y'all to a point. <laughs> but also, I'm not going back and forth about some shit that I know what I'm talking about. Like some shit, if I you know, then that's some to a certain degree. Like I know what I know, and then you know, to my discretion. I'm not going back and forth when it's like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. 
or you just kind of want to like argue and get your shit off. I don't yeah. want, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go back and forth with you. Is that, or when you see somebody like, you know, what's that phrase? Like when they have their opinion has them, they don't have an opinion. So it's like, yeah. you're just running with a thing and you don't, and I can't reason with you when the conversation, like I feel like is leaving the realm of like, Oh, you're not having a reasonable response, not agreeing with me, but what I said was reasonable. I, what I'm doing right now, like I'll talk a lot. <laughs> like, so I got my points together, this, this, and this. Now we can have a conversation about it. If you just said some shit, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even say that. That's not the, yeah. you missed the context altogether. Oh yeah, we might not be able, we might not have this conversation. Yeah, that's, that's, I can pretty much share the same regard. Like, that's where my patience gets thin. When I recognize that your comprehension isn't up to par enough to have a sensible conversation, whether you agree or disagree, if we just can't have a reasonable, sensible conversation, I'm I'm not in a swinging dick contest with you. Like I'm not, I'm not having this conversation with you to argue the point that what I study and what I have to use in my field is correct. Clearly, it's correct. It's written. <laughs> there's books on it. There's studies on it. There's governance around it to where we have to utilize it in the field. So I'm not arguing this point with you, trying to prove that I'm right. I'm just simply having a conversation with you to share different perspectives and help you find a middle ground. And be able to share multiple perspectives. If I can't do that, because like you said, the point has them. I My point is right, period. And if you're not agreeing with me, then this whole conversation is wrong and I'm going to keep going until you concede. I'm not about to argue and go back and forth with you. Now, I will ask, has that affected relationships that you've had with people? Yeah, I would say yes. All, all together, yes. Now, I, I, I haven't always gone to the extreme of like, you know, even though this is probably a group that I... I antagonize a lot. I'm gonna say like you know the the cult memes and shit. Like you know I'm a I cut them off and da 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 da. da. I'm not I might not do all that shit, but like I will kind of go. Oh, this is a person that I just can't engage with like that, or um you know because I know one of my triggers. I'm like, are you fucking with me? Because we're supposed to be having a <laughs> casual conversation. And you keep saying some weird. I'm like, are you are they are they fucking with me? Or are you are you serious? Yeah. So in that regard, I um. I might not flat out just chop somebody off, but I definitely like just start, which is still not as not the best. Is not as I'll start, you know, just boxing myself away. Like, oh, I can only give you this much, right. or we can only have this type of conversation. And I've had that across a number of like you know relationships where it's like you know we're super connected, we really not. But I'm almost maybe too nice of a person where I'm just like, or you know, that's my. I think bad trade is like I'll be cool with you. I'm not trying to treat you bad or whatever, but. We've engaged enough, and I've had, like, in our conversations, I'm clocking how we interact. Mm. And that's not saying I'm super genius or whatever, but I'm clocking, oh, we not, we can't, com we can't communicate, like, over here. So I'm going to always keep us over here. We might have 50,000 over here conversations because you're cool. You're not a bad person, but we haven't really had no deep shit. That's how, you know, one of my favorite lines here, that's how you have one of the conversations, like, you know, oh, my God, we so connected. Tell me my middle name right now. <laughs> Like verb, I've, I'm not gonna lie. That's a quotable. I've said, "What's my middle name and my favorite color?" Quick, fast. It's we just so we really not, and that's you know no disrespect. We just not. Let me highlight a boundary that you are trying to ignore, but it's, I could say the same concept. Like I, I've come into understanding, not even just because of political views or things of that nature. These, these conversations do kind of fall within political spaces, unfortunately. 
especially now because everything is being manipulated by politics and everything's a left or a right or a conservative or a woke or this or that. Everybody's trying to label everything so much that these topics get politicized. But it, it people's perception or understanding of it does help me understand the boundaries I need to draw with them. So kind of like, you know, what you're saying. Like, I fuck with you. You cool. Like, I love for you. We friends or we boys or we whatever. But I can't engage with you within this realm because, one, you ain't there. Two, it's going to be triggering for me. And then that's going to end up causing some deterioration in our whatever the fuck this is supposed to be. So I'm going to just draw this. You see this line right here? You see, mm-hmm. you see the gun line, boss? Yeah, don't cross that. So, yeah, my I guess my, like, personal what I tell myself is a bit of trying to be a caveat is like if you know you end up because those I feel like that's also a weird space where people kind of don't acknowledge and you said the cutoff thing you care about said individuals you care about your family you care about your uncle who's a super whatever his views are and you just know you can't communicate with Unc in that space but you kind of hold space that because you care about this person maybe they'll like catch up to some perspective not even saying they need to agree with you but like if you go how you're saying this is dumb. We could have the conversation if you get here. Mm. And I think that sometimes that may drag some shit out too because it's like, they'll get there. They, you know, they'll... But you can't drag them kicking the screen. I know I've... I definitely have gotten rid of that shit because that's exhausting. Yeah. That's, and that's just not my job. Like you have... You could have... No, that's not my job. No. That's that's capacity. Because I'm big on that. If you, you... I've done it here. Like, I've done it on the show. I've done it across... If you say some shit now, I'm like... Whoo! My dumb ass will take my shit to YouTube or somewhere. It might take me a while, but I'll go, oh, and then let me ask a question. And then we might not be able to have this conversation like next week, but maybe in like six weeks or so, I can give you some shit about it. Like we can, if you're not doing that, like I'm cool and I'm cool like that. Like we talk, we talk again and you ain't made no kind of, oof. all right, cool. I know where you at. I know where we at with it. You're cool. We're good. So like an unwillingness to understand the, uh, the opposite side. Yep. So that makes a question come to mind of like, how much of our society do you think is governed by the inability to understand the other side? All, all is, is heavy. <laughs> but, um, um, but, you know, even like you just said, uh, right and left, red and blue, um, this and that. We're not, you know, black, you know, black and white, dichotomous thinking. Mental health. Um, you know, there's not a lot of shades of gray. And you can pick, you know, if you think about it, you can obviously pick. You're not saying you need to find whatever, but you can pick good and bad from either side of these things. But we are very much so. If it's like this, then it can't be like that. And not taking into account that everybody is a bit of everything and a piece of this and that. And, you know, I know everybody's spiritual, but y'all are liars. Um, <laughs> y'all are not. And not saying you can't be, but y'all are not because I listen to what y'all say. And I'm not even nobody who's like a super savant on it, but just the basic principles that these shits be saying is like, you know, shit, I saw a little goofy ass uh, Alan Watts video the other day. He had the little yin and yang thing. It was black and white photos. He just spun that bitch and did his explanation. If you believe that explanation, what you said don't make no fucking sense. So, in a nutshell, yeah, I do believe a lot of our people are. They are on one side or another. That makes it very, very hard to have some of these conversations. So how much of that would you say is like tailored or engineered or conditioned to where 
it's not that people have an inability to understand the opposite side, but they have been manipulated and controlled by the experiences in their life and the systems that they thrive within to the point to where they have, they ain't worked that muscle. I think it's for sure like systems. I think if I'm using just our community, for instance, like you hear a lot of shit. Okay. This is also one of my biggest issues with the quote community, the, Again, us being podcast niggas, if either one of us grabs either one of these lights and puts some blue or nice soft purples behind us, and uh, yeah, my purples right here. Yeah, want to put that put put a light put that on top of a light, and then you just start saying you know anything with a soldier voice. Yeah, like you know she's at a time in her life where like as a man you got to realize when when you sit down. The angle of your knees is what makes, like, men sit at 90-degree angles. And the problem with your 90-degree angle is it is obtuse. And if it's obtuse in your legs, it's obtuse in your life. Like, you didn't say nothing. Like, so those, (laughs) so I think, like, specifically for our community, you have people that speak to your experience. And you've only gone through life in a certain, you know, you've, not to get super, uh, what the fuck is that? Not to get super, they clone Tyrone. But you ain't never left the Glen. Like, your whole life is the Glen. If you haven't seen the movie, your whole life is your is your block, your neighborhood, your experience. And not paying attention that if you traveled, you know, half an hour up in one direction, you know, you, you, you pass Wilshire. Like, <laughs> it's a whole, it's some other shit up here. Not to say it's the better shit, but it's something, oh shit, there's a whole different way to do this. I might not do it like that, but I can apply that to my community, my experience. Oh, I have just a broader, a broader lens. So if you don't have a broad lens and you do have systemic issues, you have government things, you have marketing, business shit, capitalism, we're trying to sell, sell, sell. And again, I'm not trying to sell morality. I'm trying to have you buy my product. And my product might be that the easier way for you to sell it is if you think niggas ain't shit. If you think uh, that the way you naturally look is not the best. If you think that you're a fucking loser nigga if you don't have this jewelry, this shoe, this, this. And that's how you think. And that's how you've gone through your whole life. That's how you went through, you know, we talked on here like, you know, by the time you get to five, you got some real formative shit going on in how you think. So that's your childhood. You go through high school like that. You're an adult. 26. 26 is when this motherfucker is supposed to biologically, you know, have all this shit said. You got a lot of unworking, to do, unlearning to do. So, yeah, it's 50,000 things whooping y'all ass. Y'all got the whole internet. <laughs> it's infinite information on here. Like, ton. It's all of it. All of the information is on there. And everybody's still dumb. I mean, that's because we, although you have access to all this information, you have the control caveat of your algorithm. Your algorithm is like any other relationship. It's going to mirror where you're at. So whatever you're looking at is going to throw it at you tenfold. So if you're going to keep seeing the same perspectives. You're just going to keep seeing the same narratives to where you can't even think outside the box. You can't even allow yourself to understand the concepts of they clone Tyrone. Like you're going to see it from this same perspective at all times because you're not used to being exposed to something different because the way things are designed you're going to attract what you are, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I, I I hold space for the, you know, you don't know what you don't know, because that's literally everybody. And in that regard, I don't try, I try not to, like, bust nobody ass about that. I usually get mad at people who, like, confidently say things that you know you didn't, like, fully study properly. 
And I find that to be a little like as much as I say a lot of shit on here, I don't know every goddamn thing. I know from my experience and to that specific point. So I think sometimes that's what people get kind of caught up in is like your experience while fucked up is not, I don't know, the experience. Mm-hmm. And that's where motherfuckers get their shit. And it'd be like real like simple basic thinking. And some of this shit, you know, it's hard. And what's that? It's a, it's a, we all know like the old adage, you know, none worth having come easy and shit. And then y'all be getting up here talking about love and relationships and fucking uh, the betterment of the black community and be like, it should be easy as one, two, three. And if it ain't, you got to let it go. And that doesn't make any fucking sense. How many people are saying they, it should be easy as one, two, three, and they don't really understand the shit that they're saying? I think everybody. Because I, I would agree. I think a lot of people are saying things because they know it's going to get them attention. It doesn't necessarily mean they have an extensive comprehension of what they're saying. Yeah, I think um, I was watching, uh, and I don't even, and I, and I think low-key, not even low-key, niggas be trying to get a little profound on the Joe Budden pod. I'm a little mad at it because I was like, you niggas up top can be goofy. Let the fucking, let us figure it out. Then. They got like, it was a couple things they did. It was like super mental healthy. And one of these last uh, episodes, they were talking to like, it was like a really deep talk between like uh, uh, Melissa Ford and um, everybody up there and like fucking, what's that nigga's name? Flip was talking to her and shit. And they were having this whole conversation about like relationship. And the long and short of it is like she was dating somebody for like seven, eight months and during that time, her mom got sick. This was during COVID. Mm. And um, they were discussing, like, how she kind of has, like, a bit of coldness towards relationships. And she's a little cold in and of herself for her own issues. But she's really helpful of others. And I was like, oh, that's understandable, blah, blah, blah. And so her point was, how can somebody be with you during this time and start to back out and start to be, like, kind of gaslighty or whatever? And and basically, like, kind of abandon her in her time of need. And they were, like, not con- not condoning what he did but it's like you got to also understand the other side of seven eight months might be a lot like y'all are cool added in like maybe i think they had a long distance relationship but y'all are cool but it might be a bunch for you to drop the grief that you're going through of your losing your parent or the potential that you know this is she's older she probably she had she had got a diagnosis i think she had cancer don't quote me mm-hmm. and covid it's like bro it's like your mom's gonna die and like we've only been dating seven months that's not a long time so I guess sometimes, like, if you're maybe like her, people who have experienced things, not even that deep, but just go, relationship love is trash and this is it, without kind of understanding the other side that this was a lot. Not to say dog shouldn't have, you know, said something like, you know, forthcoming, like, I can't handle this, but understanding that that's also kind of a tall order depending on y'all's relationship and what he's gone through. And also, this the concept that, again, Love all this relationship shit. And you everybody want to be Denzel or Viola. Or, I'm only shooting at the old people. Fucking like Sam Jackson, like real cool, awesome black love. Those people went through their own set of struggles. The shit is not easy. That doesn't mean you should get your fucking ass whooped. That's not what nobody's saying. Nobody's saying condone abuse, but like the difficulties of it. It's not an easy thing to land these things, and I feel like that's a lot of where people miss out on it. Like the pain of it is par for the course. Like, the whole thing is, like, viewed as, like, a prize you're supposed to win as opposed to maybe a fight that you should win. And if you step in the ring, like, there's a good chance you're going to get your ass whipped a few times and then you go, oh, I should keep my hand up. Oh, I learned how to duck. Ooh, I've, I've mastered my jab. You do a couple more things like that. That's why y'all should have had some more experience maybe in high school or whatever. Like, those are the years you'd get your ass whooped. And then you get ass whooped in your 20s. 
not so you can be some bitter fuck, so you can be like, oh, I can bob and weave. And I can also determine, because I feel like people turn that always into, oh, I see the bullshit coming, I need to dip. That also could be like, I see what is and isn't bullshit. This is like a bad moment, or they might not understand. I'm a better communicator. I can communicate this right now, you know, within reason. Yeah. Also, it is a, a way to get the fuck, but I want y'all to stop being, you know, bitter fucking weirdos. Don't matter what you identify as, what your gender is. It's all you fuckers are weird. Yeah, I mean, it's that one of our favorite words I hear, like understanding discernment, right? Mm-hmm. Understanding what my approach should be. That, that kind of makes me think about a conversation I had recently with with an old client. Uh, you know, I've shared before that we, you know, we used to work with kids, so I have some old clients that I worked with both you know, in the in the in the houses or the facilities and also as a therapist. They'll still reach out to me for some counsel here and there, just some clarity, whatever. But I was talking talking to one of them about something that I, I helped them with, you know, it's been seven, eight years, whatever the case is. It's been a while. Mm. Um but it's kinda it resurfacing and re triggering them because they're still kinda going through it in some capacity. But like knowing when when and how to fight. And when not to fight. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be able to understand when I should fight, how I should fight, when not to fight, and why not to fight. And I think it's kind of the same thing when it comes to information, when it comes to people, when it comes to our perspectives and expectations of other people. Like you should be able to understand like what should I perceive, why should I perceive, how should I perceive, so on and so forth. So going back to the Melissa Ford situation, like, yeah, it's extra context. You left me during this time of need. Well, it's like, yeah, but the whole world is shut down, so maybe they're going through grief and loss too. Maybe I can't juggle me having to struggle with my losses on top of supporting you through yours, and you're not able to support me the way that you expect me to support you. Or extra context, say, for her, I don't know what she was like when she was younger, but we all know, like, when he was in high school, she was, you know, one of she was one of the ones. Yeah. Right, so (laughs) (laughs) I remember (laughs) thoroughly. Mm. I got the magazine somewhere to to confirm it. I sure the fuck do. But um, I'm sure you weren't the same person then that you are now. So I'm pretty sure you've done the same thing to other people, because you know I'm one of the ones. I don't have to deal with any of this. I don't have to support you through anything. Like I, I can go find somebody better. So. I don't, this, this seems laborious for me, so I'm just going to leave. Like, you've been on the other side of the coin, but do we often understand when we have done the very things that we've complained about? And I think understanding the weight of what you're complaining about, because, like, again, I'm not taking away, like, what she says she went through is, like, some of the wild shit. Absolutely. There's no, there is no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Not saying that's not a hard thing, but understanding, like, everything in the room said that shit, and they were all kind of throwing out, you know, he's fucking other bitches, you know, y'all in long distance. And that could easily be true. But I think mm-hmm. just, and not, and I think there is like a um, a romanticizing thing of like, you know, you just supposed to show up. And I know this is, you know, as, as Lenica, <laughs> like that is one of the fucking things that you're supposed to show up and like, you know, fucking Superman this bitch. And, you know, everybody says, you know, just be there and that's important. But I think sometimes understanding like, the weight that you put on a motherfucker's shoulders. And I'm even stepping aside, like, you know, from her situation, but that that's heavy. Like, and that's, I, in my mind, when I thought about that, I'm like, bro, if I live down the street from somebody, 
that's still heavy for six months. That's heavy, like, I think it would still be heavy even if it was, like, seven years. I think in that scenario, if I'm putting, like, years on it, I would have expected somebody to kind of ride that shit out. But I'm, like, seven months, nigga, like, shit. 14 months, you might still be like, ooh, shit. It's going to be some shit to, to carry with this individual because that's the type of grief you can't really put a time frame on. This person, that's something that completely shifts you to your core as a person. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's any one way or another to fucking handle that. If you're, if you're, if you're a significant other goes through something and you know, somebody is important to them, like a parent, they get uncle bend, you know, they just walking around getting milk and you should have stopped the robber and then pow, like that's instant gone. Mm-hmm. But also on the flip side of somebody going through cancer, you have to watch somebody deteriorate mm-hmm. and, yeah, I feel like that's also a bit of a a um that's a heavy toll to put on somebody to expect them to, to like, you know, be there. She was super saying like, you know, he should have said something and cool with that. But I'm I'm saying that only to say is when people say certain things like understand the burden you put on somebody. And nigga, sometimes nigga, that's a lot on that fucking bar. Like that's wild shit. Like, you know, like nigga be like, you know, like niggas always say that shit. And I'm me, the civilian square who pays his parking ticket, I'm about to go pay my registration one of these days. You know, on time. I got to be down for 12 years. Nigga, maybe she should live her life. Like, she didn't do that, bitch. Like, she didn't do that. Like, you know, just certain things sound good and they sound super fucking Disney Channel romantic or to be romantic, whatever you're fucking watching. Um, but that's a lot, yo. Like, that's fucking crazy. Like, applause to people who, like, go through that and they love and their relationship is that... But if you've been rocking with this person for this long, for a certain amount of time, y'all might not have that connection. Because also, that's a whole other thing. Like, we've been rocking for, like, a year. But y'all been kind of bullshit for that year. Like, that year was fun. Like, y'all had half a year of fun. And then y'all just started the second half of the year of, like, having a relationship. Because fun is not... And I'm not speaking this out of my ass. This is from experience. You'd be like, this motherfucker is fun. I'm having a good time. Like, this motherfucker has the emotional range of a fucking toddler. Like, <laughs> this shit is after the fun. Like, if we're not having fun and, like, out and about, we don't enjoy, like, the time together feels weird. It feels hollow. It feels like there's this big, giant bubble between yeah. them. But it takes time to know that. I'll even say not even just, not even just that. But, like, this person is fun. But then you realize, like, I'm not growing. I'm having lots of fun, but I'm not growing. I'm not progressing. So how long is the fun going to last? Because if I'm not growing at all, that means at some point I'm going to have to focus on growth. And this doesn't, this environment doesn't constitute growth. It doesn't foster growth. And the fun can't last forever because it's fun going to run out. Well, that'd be something that, you know, you got to, that's one of those, I feel like, you know, the bars on the floor type conversations because fun, you know, it's, it's cool. Like, you know, that, that ass is fat, you know, we are, I don't know. I feel like that's one of those things that you can have, one of those conversations and trying to understand like the complexities of a person or what you need out of a relationship and shit like that. Cause it'd be like, this is really doesn't do much for me outside of this specific environment. Like I ain't turning up like that. I can't, you know, not again, you know, shout out to Kirsten, you know, um, <laughs> uh, group chat, shout out to group chat, group chat network, you know, if they, they do stuff, you should go do some stuff with them. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, if you're not in this specific environment, like, you know, oh shit, is this a good thing? Is this a fun thing? Is this a a growth or progressive thing? Am I happy here? Like, I realize I'm, what's that shit? Um, y'all motherfuckers all watch, I act like you didn't. You watch The Lightning Thief. You watch P- Percy Jackson. Whole relationship is you sitting in the fucking thing eating the lotus flowers. 
And you be like, oh, this shit is amazing. No, it's not. Y'all niggas is drunk and you fuck. And you maybe, you know, you do some other shit. But y'all not really, like, connecting. This is not, I'm going to say this till I'm blue in the face. It's not your friend. Like, y'all niggas is not friends. Y'all niggas is not dogs. And that's who the fuck you supposed to be with. And then y'all have sex, too, though. I'm not saying don't do the other shit, but I'm saying that <laughs> that's not the most important part. Like, that's like a, that's the garnish. The meat and potatoes, nigga, is y'all supposed to be, like, fucking with each other. But, but uh, I know we normally gear things towards romantic relationships, but I feel like that's in every aspect. For sure. Like, it, for, that's the same concept for people in their careers. Like, this career is fun, or this career is lucrative, but it doesn't grow me, it doesn't progress me, or... Uh, I like spending time with my family, but my family doesn't grow me or progress me. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, I'm used to being in these environments. They're familiar and they're comfortable. And sometimes I like them because they don't challenge me, because they don't grow me, because they don't improve me, which means I don't have to go through the labor of trying to pay attention to myself. This shit just allows me or enables me to stay where I'm at without, you know, reproach in some capacity, but... It's a good point. It makes me think of like how many people's identity are based in that same mindset or that same feeling. How many people have shaped a complete identity around I'm choosing things that feel good but don't progress or grow me. That well, a lot because that's one of the um, that's one of the quotes I'll be saying. If it's not, if it don't feel good, if it don't serve me, or blah blah blah, and. I just feel like some of that shit is taken out of context. Like, it don't need to, like, I don't know, man. I I'm feel like, you know, you don't got to go to fucking the NFL, but play a sport or, like, do some fucking physical. Because I just feel like that's a good analogy for my brain to connect. Me breaking my leg is like, this does not serve me. Mm. This shit is bringing me pain. Me having, like, absolute terrible soreness in my legs from a good leg workout is like, oh, this is painful, but this is this is this is gonna serve me. I'm finna get strong as fuck. And like understanding what that feels like in like relationships or in your interactions with people and what you're doing, like I enjoy like my like I'm I'm not I'm I don't know I haven't been the biggest fan of like companies I've worked for, but I like my field. And at each spot I'm like, oh I've developed my skill set and this, that and the third. So that's different between like I fucking and I've been in space. I was like I fucking hate this job, and your boy quit, <laughs> quick fat. I'm out of here. So I think, but you got to kind of be like, you got to learn like your little introspective skills. Like you have to be able to really like inventory. Like how do I feel, and why do I feel like that? Therapy is such a great thing, guys. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> in that space, you you would learn those things. Like sometimes that shit is super difficult to learn on your own. So you need somebody to kind of push you up there, or at least even if you okay. And I'm and I'm saying that like it sounds a bit um, I think uh, not taking into account everybody can't afford to go to therapy. Everybody doesn't have time, but you should definitely like I think pay attention to individuals who are like smarter than you. I do that. Like I, that was part of before my first before therapy. I was just listening to people who I was like, at least the concept of like this person, I disagree with them. I think. But I also don't understand what they're saying. So let me just eat this fucking, I don't know, man, podcast or lecture or whatever. And by the end, I was like, oh. And I might have to listen to that shit like two or three times. I know I've said this fucking speech a lot. But, like, to me, it works. But does you intentionally choosing therapeutic spaces or therapeutic work? 
Mm. Like, <laughs> sure, everybody can't afford therapy. You can. You just may not know the resources out there that are available to you to help you afford therapy. That's, that's another conversation. So in your mind, you think that you can't afford it. But also the perspective of, I want to be able to afford it in some capacity because it's going to benefit me. Right? So sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I may not be in the greatest of circumstances, but I'm going to find a way to get this thing that I know that I need to improve myself. Through hell or high water, most of the greats are going to figure out how to do something that's going to improve or better them. And the opposite end of the spectrum will do the reciprocal. I'm going to find ways to not do that. I'm going to make an excuse to not be able to do it. I'm going to make an excuse to say that this is outside of my wheelhouse or outside of my comfort zone. Like at the, the perspective, not to cut you off, the, the perspective of growth, right? A lot mm-hmm. of us don't choose the perspective of growth. So even going back to the example that we used a second ago, like these spaces don't, they're fun, but they don't grow me. If you have a perspective and an intention of growth, you can find ways that these things that are less than ideal can still contribute to you. You use the analogy of a broken leg, right? Mm -hmm. The pain of a broken leg versus the pain of being in the gym. Both of them have pros and cons because you can have pain from the gym because you're doing shit wrong. But you just refuse to learn or ask for help or to seek out guidance or to do your own research and edify yourself. And that broken leg that you suffer in sports, it could be for a good reason. Yeah, you may have to sit out the season, but you get to learn how your body repairs itself. You get time to stop and pay attention to how you can come back stronger. It helps test you to see if how you're going to respond to adversity and things of that nature. Like, if you have that mindset, you can figure out how to flip something into a better space for you. But that's a choice. So how many people are not choosing progress, not because they don't have the ability to, but simply because they're finding excuses to tell themselves that they don't, they, I don't, I don't want to grow. And they may not say it to themselves in that capacity because that sounds nuts when they do say it. They come to therapy and then saying it that way. And that's when they have their revelation, but they lie and distort their thoughts or they are plagued by distorted thoughts as far as I don't really want to grow, but I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say that I can't. There's an inability I think I think there's a good chunk of that and I think there's also like I think sometimes that's like one of the better things like that people some people say it but I think people might still not understand like in therapy a lot of it is just somebody who has a different set of eyes like yeah. you know a sports reference guys here it comes like you know you have you know you got the quarterback on the field you got the fucking you got the head coach on the sideline but you have niggas up in the booth cuz you just need to see the whole thing that motherfucker would be like, call this. Like, I can see I can see the scheme better than you. I just have a different angle or viewpoint than you. And as far as to the uh, conversation about, like, you know, if you think, say, you can't afford that person, I don't be wanting to sound like, you know, one of them niggas. But, like, you could, like, you know, sometimes some people can't afford to go every week or two times, you know, twice a week or whatever the fuck. Maybe you a once a month motherfucker. Like, maybe, you know depending on the price range, because there's affordable shit, but I just, I use some, some of the super high ones. I use motherfuckers say like, you know, 175 a session, like the big dick motherfuckers. Like, y'all spend 175 on like other shit. 
Like I'm just saying, like you could probably, you could still fit in some. I'm not even saying you could like you could fit in that other bullshit. You could get you could get a one seventy five a month and just pick a day. Like at this time of the month, pay payday is here. So this second whatever paycheck, I'm gonna go ahead and just put one seventy five to the side and just check in with a motherfucker. Here's how my month has been. I've been feeling like this, and just let them give you something to fucking work through next month in. Hey, I'm, I'm doing it now. Like, you know, like, like that's that's the plan. Like, you get something this month. Y'all talk about some shit, and then go. All right, man. I guess I'll see you next month. You try to focus on that one thing, and then y'all build on that. But that's, that's again, that's that's the choice. That kind of goes back to the the clone Tyrone situation, right? Did y'all watch that? We're gonna talk about it now. We we, we mentioned. It. We just talked about it. Fucking Felix told us. Talk about it. <laughs> I'm I'm making it a point now because I'm gonna forget again. But but say for instance with that, like all those people made conscious decisions to stay where they was. They part of it wasn't conscious because some of them were being controlled by these other systems. But we'll get into that as we talk more about the movie. But there's lots of people that say they have an inability to do something. And like no, you just got to allocate some funds. Like how many of y'all buying a pair of two hundred dollar J's every other month? You could easily put that money towards something. It's summertime. A lot of y'all didn't been to Mexico. A few times <laughs> drinking and eating your life away. So that means you have some funds to be able to talk to somebody about progression. Or you didn't make sure that your hair is Tulum, laid. Tulum don't owe me nothing. Tulum, Cancun, uh, uh, Rosarito. Um, it don't owe me nothing. What's that other place? Tijuana. All in places like people are tripping. Figuratively and literally. They getting down down there. Y'all niggas a little dangerous. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm scary because they the niggas is wild down. Y'all watch the news? Oh no, the niggas getting crazy still down there. Hey, just stay, just stay close to the resort. Lay low, mind you. They don't give a fuck about that shit either. Them Not motherfuckers be pulling up everywhere. Yeah, y'all niggas down there. Them cartel niggas is wild. Nah, they 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 know what they need to know when they need to know it, how they need to know it, and I'm pride myself on not needing to be known. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not important. Leave me alone. Not at all. But yes, al- allocating your time, effort, energy, focus, and all that stuff to things that could easily be moved out the way so that you can progress forward. Like a lot of people choose to be in their own way. So sh- shifting gears, kind of to they clone Tyrone, right? Once Y'all should have watched it. Once they start figuring out the system and how it's affected them and what their reality is, it took a couple of days to soak. I think, you know, movie time is going to be like the span of, say, what, two weeks or so. Something but like that, yeah. It took some time to soak and oh, pity spo- themselves. Spoilers, I guess. Kind of. You know, yeah, nah. Just in case. They asses was running out to see Barbie so they can sit down and watch goddamn Nick Cologne Tyrone. Hey, look, and I'm not saying either one of those because I plan, I'm a Chris Nolan fan, so I plan to go see Oppenheimer, even though I do kind of have, like, a love-hate relationship with all these World War II movies because, you know... I feel like we run that in the ground because that was like the one time we can effectively say we played hero, but there's a whole lot of history where we was doing some crazy shit, and we don't never really say those correctly. We had a Tuskegee Airmen movie. We've had a few Tuskegee Airmen movies, but ain't nobody talk about the syphilis experiment. Yeah, y'all, and y'all always do the fucking, like, you know, civil rights and slavery. It's like you could only have the, mov- the movies where we, where America did some terrible shit, while simultaneously, like, niggas was just, like, getting their asses whooped and, like, eating it. Like, you never go, like, like I said before, there's only, like, there's a Django. Like, that's the only one. And y'all got mad about that because a white man made it. We should have made the other motherfucker. 
I don't know. I'm not in the writers' rooms, but well, nobody's in writers' rooms. I'm about to say ain't nobody <laughs> in there right now because ain't nobody getting paid to be in there. But you know, I mean, I'm just saying, like you know, there's other stories. But anyways, um, moving to the fucking they clone Tyrone conversation. Uh, yeah, yo, if if you didn't watch it, I think you should. Mm-hmm. On Tyrone is is I want to say, I'm assuming the Glen is like near Memphis because they mention Memphis a lot. Uh, they yeah they mentioned them going to Memphis towards the end. Obviously, yeah. it's in the South. Yeah. It, it is no doubt about it that it takes place in the South. But, I mean, even the crazy part of, like, Tyrone ain't introduced into the last five minutes of the movie. I thought that was a cool little... Uh, Absolutely. Little, you know, tidbit. Because I did. I, initially, I spent the whole thing. I was like, who the fuck is Tyrone? I figured something was going to happen. But I was like, oh, we following Fontaine, uh, you know, uh, Jamie Foxx character. I um, thought the original guy was going to be Tyrone, but he wasn't. Yeah, so you know, you follow, you see the, so you see the trailer like uh, John Boyega plays Fontaine, and he a dope boy. Jamie Foxx is a pimp. Uh, Captain Marvel, Miss Mar- Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, she's a hoe in the movie. She's one of the Captain Marvels. She's fucking Spectrum. She's fire though. Oh, they're doing another one of those, and I'm literally only excited about that movie because she's in it. She better be fucking fire, yo. I better not watch this film. I'm not even like, a, but I just she better get her fucking shit off. Like I'm here the for. The one where they gonna have all three, huh? Yep. Right? I'm, her. Yeah. Carol Devers and the kid. Yep. I'm here, Marvel. Like I'm logged in. I'm watching everything. I've watched fucking tonight or tomorrow. I'm gonna finish watching fucking because uh, y'all trying to play Sam Jackson. It's slow. It's not the best show, but I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna watch the scrolls and shit. So I'm just saying, you know, I just want I want her to get her shit off, and I'm gonna be really pissed if she's not just outrageous. So anyways, moving on. You know, movie starts out, you know, they doing regular hood nigga shit. Where my money at? Beating niggas up, pimping hoes. He gets shot in a bad little, you know, retaliation thing. Whole new nigga wake up. Now you're like, what the fuck? Now we on the whole, they, he is on a whole mission trying to figure out, you know, what happened to him. He goes, runs this, runs the next night the way he did the previous one. Everybody like, nigga, we just saw you get killed. Which is a terrible mistake on the fucking cloners part. Like, they didn't fucking warp, wipe anybody else's mind. Nope. But anyways. No damage control. Yeah, he goes through the whole thing. They go, hey, man, we saw you last night. So him and and, and Jamie Foxx's character, and I think her name is Tiana, uh, I think. Um, but I might be wrong. Uh, they characters link up. Like, we saw you last night. It's some weird shit. We saw you get shot. They go to the house because she knows where it's at. They find an underground lab, and now we off to the races. There's some fucking conspiracy shit. There's an underground lab in the trap house with weird uh, white men with afros. Which nobody hides that, too. But I think that's part of the brilliance of it as far as, like, them not doing the damage control. I think that's on purpose to kind of, at least for me, how I interpret it. Because you niggas not going to look for shit no way. Right. <laughs> right. Like, it's, it's just how blatantly obvious that the system functions to where we don't even have to because y'all motherfuckers still not going to recognize it. You may have one or two special cases that actually do recognize it, but it ain't no guarantee that they're going to do anything. And, you know, pay attention to your local old nigga. Not to say that they not, like, you know, have whatever, but they, your old niggas and, and these drunks and shit, don't be fucking crazy because the old nigga knew to play the whole time. He was a little warped in the mind, so he spoke in riddles. Spoke he, like he Yoda. been through it. But he, yes. He just, in my opinion, save how I looked or explained it, you know, to the ladies when I talked, when we talked about the movie. Uh, say he's one of the originals, right? Like, I've uh-huh. been through this experiment. 
and I realized that I'm a clone or I realized this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. But he quit. I didn't do anything to fight it. I just sat down and accepted it the same way they thought they were going to just sit down and accept it. Mm-hmm. They just said, whatever, I'm just going to continue with my regular life. And that's what they start start doing. Well, Jamie was kind of isolating. But but I think that's a good representation of, you know, like the run, the normal run-of-the-mill old nigga that you kind of overlook at the little, you know, at the liquor store, at the barbershop. Like, bro might have obviously fell on hard times throughout his life, but, like, there's knowledge in there. Like, when you look yeah. at, you know, we all talked about the fucking snowfall ending. Like, those niggas exist. Now, you know, you use your fucking discernment. Now, all these niggas, like, you know, I was riding that motherfucking unicorn through Narnia, nigga. Shit, I done met He-Man. Like, that <laughs> motherfucker you might want to not listen to. But <laughs> Let me hear him. Hear him. Yeah. Hear him. You know, Don't like, take it as face value, but hear him. I knew Linda Lovelace shit. Now, you know, he might have. He might have. Like, you know, fuck, you know. Um, but I think, like, that is, like, you know, kind of like, okay, you can get some old school knowledge. These motherfuckers like that are before us aren't just this generation you could just fuck off and throw away. Yeah. Not to say you need to be harping on, you know, all of this shit, but there's, there's knowledge you can have a little generational gap. I'm absolutely looking at this movie that deeply because it's a good fucking film. And some of you... And, some of the shit we've been up here fucking looking at is trash. So uh Y'all do deeper dives into whatever the fuck. I know I put up the post about this nigga talking about polyester relationships. Oh yeah. You know, was he wanna, playing? I know he was dead serious. <laughs> I thought he was the, the the tattoo on the tattoos on his face let me know that nigga was dead serious. I legit thought it was kind of no. I thought he was Fucking bullshit, but no, he definitely yeah. He, he tried to make he tried to play it off so he don't look stupid in the end, because you know you know ego won't let you admit that you're wrong. That's funny. But people deep dive into those shows that really don't need to be dove into and really have no depth or substance in the first place. Hey, I'm not gonna lie, but they'll miss this. That dude, that dude be kind of throwing me because when y'all be having like everybody become an armchair therapist when. What's that girl name? When Krishan get to crying about whatever. It was something I saw. And wow, what she was seemed like she was attempting, she was attempting to what's with unalive herself, uh, over the baby thing. I felt like there are also some of those conversations like y'all gonna talk about it, talk about it for real. Yeah. Like, while I think I have no real like affinity for either one, because I think the shit Blueface be doing is crazy. But like Everybody up there became like a super therapist. Like, we have to understand and rally around her. I'm like, okay, don't let her like just end this up. But also, y'all don't do no favors without kind of pushing back on. You made the decision to deal with said individual. It's the same conversation when niggas be like, you know, Kashawn crazy. And you see niggas in the comments like, Blueface be kind of like, no, no, no. Blueface chose that just like she chose Blueface. So, like, everybody can sign up. Everybody can rally around. They chose I made what they were. Of, yeah, I made a lot of goofball decisions in this and a lot of permanent goofball decisions in this. But um, circling back to the Tyrone thing, like, you know, so obviously the story kicks off. They're on this whole um, mission to undo and figure out what pretty much the man has done in this community. And they look at, you know, it's shit like, you know, perms putting your hair, they – make you docile and they like, you know, take out all whatever in your brain. Like you go to the fucking um chicken check. The chicken make you laugh and make you all make fucking you forget yeah. about everything and all your struggles What's and that? stripes and the grape drink that you drink at church. Like all those things are spots that obviously is pretty that's pretty uh yeah, obvious. Pretty to me, the chicken spot a whole lot of brainwashing mm-hmm. going on in your church. It ain't just the grape juice. But okay. The the chicken spot, the food is fucking fucking us up. The way that we, you know, 
beauty standards and shit y'all are getting. Like, you know, y'all killed Chris Rock like he didn't fuck a black woman. But that fucking movie wasn't a disdain to black women. That was the nigga says it. Like, my daughters came home and thought that their actual natural beauty wasn't good. So I went and made a documentary about the fucking hair industry and how none of that shit really benefits us. So, you know. Whatever. I mean, you know, y'all can get mad at him for other stuff, but that's when that nigga's had his moments. I don't like what he I don't like what he let Louis C.K. get away with, but that nigga's had his like cool nigga moments. He's he's definitely he's kinda like old Kanye and new Kanye. Yeah, y'all being y'all was being a little unreasonable, dog, you know. But But yeah, the 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 music, how the music controls your mind and makes you do Oh yeah certain aspects. Stupid music, like Stupid music. Stupid certain, music. Certain music is going to influence you to have certain behaviors, and certain yeah. songs are going to lull you to sleep. They're going to take <laughs> take you <laughs> out of your present. That nigga, speaking of music, that nigga Dale put some shit in his story about Ice Spice. <laughs> because it was something where she said, like, he think I'm the shit, Miss Poopy. <laughs> and that was... She, <laughs> yo, I got to hey, find it. She said, Miss Poopy. And that nigga was mad as fuck. Dill, why are you even? You you are somebody that can actually put words together. Oh, that was funny. Like you are a smart individual that knows how to play the uh, word game when it comes to rapping. Why are you even wasting your time listening to hey, man, industry niggas, plant spice? Niggas got a DJ, bro. Niggas got to get the fucking crowd jumping. That nigga's a musical phenomenon. You gotta. That must be. That must be. A, I got damn. That nigga got to come back here now because that must be a trip having to play both sides. Like, I can you, understand. You that. make. The, you make the the hit, but if you gonna be a DJ, you gotta play what the people want, I, and the people. I could not want the smoopity poopity goobity jubity. Right, I could <laughs> not stand a good sixty five seventy five percent of the songs that I had to play at our house parties and oh, functions. She liked to t- she liked to tickle my pickle while it wickle. Like oh fuck, I could not. Dipset songs, I was not fucking with dip. Now, granted, oh, having man, to play funny. these songs helped me appreciate certain people a little differently because I was not fucking with Gucci prior to college. But because I was DJing oh, nah, these man. house parties, I was like, Gucci grew on me. Gucci, Gucci in 1017, they grew on See, me a little bit. My thing is, I guess, with this, like, it's like, I feel Damn, like. I'm brainwashed too. I feel like, well, I feel like, I feel like artists. Damn, well, now we didn't devolve. I'll come back to Tyrone. Like, I feel like I, I'm I'm clearly a fan of, like, I, I love Cole. Mm-hmm. I love Kendrick. I love when these niggas get up here. Like, I'm, I'm absolutely a Griselda fan. All them niggas over there, like, but if I'm at the function and the asses is out and you play some fucking Benny, I'm going to flip the turntables over like if we, I'm like, and I'm not gonna lie. Like you want to hear no Earth Gang when the ass is shaking. Listen, yo, if you get up here and I hear Conway come out the fucking speakers <laughs> while the asses is in boom, the, boom, is boom, in the boom, stuff, boom, boom. that I'm goes a, with the ass. I'm gonna flip your fucking boom, boom, DJ boom, boom, shit boom, boom, over. You know what I'm saying? Now on the flip side, of it, it's a little, it's this is this is a little back and forthish. Because if she starts singing Benny, you know, you fuck around, I might have found your wife. She throw her ass and turn around and be like, hey, yo. Yeah, yeah, yo. If she she start rapping Burden of Proof and don't miss not a fucking word, you might have found your wife. But I'm just saying, like, you got to understand the environment you're in. Like, I just take with that what you will. It's a little O all over the place. But, you know, you got to relax. Just you got to relax a little bit on that shit. But it does speak to, like, you know, I've discussed, you know, talent-wise and what I believe like that does for your fucking um 
you know, shows you as an artist and so on and so forth. But I'm not an artist, nigga, so y'all can, you know, take what the fuck I say and, you know, throw it out the window. But um, the way that, like, you know, they discuss that on the show of, like, the music does control you, and then y'all be up here talking about the vibes and shit. That's, like, science. Like, there's enough experiments out there to show that the music, the beats, the this, the that, the repetitiveness, it does something to your conscious and subconscious, and you listen to that shit too much, mm-hmm. it'll start fucking with your brain waves. That's an actual fact. So I thought that was a cool fact. Because I think all these things, like, think about it from the sense of, like, niggas who are into this type of shit genuinely, like, go, oh, I understand it. And niggas who might have never understood that concept. Like, that's what I'd be looking for in some of these, like, movies. Some shit is just fun, hoopla nonsense. But some of y'all can throw some movies where it's like, hey, like, drop some shit so niggas can get some understanding of some shit. Because we didn't, I, I got it, man. We did all seen Grit Ball. Great. You can, niggas, because niggas be trash. But I feel like that also puts out a disproportionate image that the way motherfuckers be talking, like, y'all be getting real passionate. Like, every nigga is Blair Underwood in real life. And that's not true. Like, it just statistically is not true. Like, like every nigga comes home and is like, oh, you have a stripper. Bitch! Like, that Like that doesn't happen. Like, that just... Not to say that, like, it never... But I'm like, the way that y'all act like that is, like, the only representation of us. And the same flip side, like, for women. Like, it'd be a bunch of these fucking films and it's a bunch of fucking, like, uh, God, I was trying not to use Tyler Perry twice. But, the, but shit, man, whatever the movies is and it just is a bunch... Like, okay... I, I shouldn't have to just solely rely on, you know, Issa Rae to write some fucking um, progressive shit. Like, y'all didn't be, y'all didn't ran, girlfriends was it. Y'all should have stopped. Y'all got to stop giving me the four girls in the city taking on dating because men can't handle that they have jobs. Where, bitch? I can't, I love, th- come here, six-figure woman. So, like, yeah, and, because I'm not an asshole, so six, help me figure it out. Like, yeah. Six foot, six feet. All of them. Whatever. <laughs> like, all this, you know, he would never date a woman who this, look at you, you six, five. Yeah. We all the same. Like, not to be crude, but, like, horizontal. I'm in that motherfucking man. Like, what the fuck how tall you is? Like, from here, to, like, that little, that, that place where I'm going to be up in there, it ain't like that motherfucker is up in your sternum. That shit's, t- I'm in there. Put these big fucking uh, palm trees up on my goddamn shoulders. Let's get to it. I usually, I'd be feeling like you. usually, you know, you usually be feeling calves and a little back and kneecap up here. I ain't never felt the back of a bitch thigh on my shoulders. Put your big ass up here, motherfucker. Like, lift the. I'm still strong. Should you just Look taller than me? Chicken tastes the same no matter what pieces you yeah, eat. Yeah, I give a fuck. I eat all that wings, breasts, giblets. My granny gave us giblets. I eat all that shit. Anyways, oh, you call them giblets. I call them giblets. Or whatever. Gili, Ghibli, whatever you call it, man. Hey, Akumazaki in this motherfucker. I'm on it. <laughs> All of it. Did nobody eat Gili? Yeah. Except for Ben. And he probably had for C, but that, look, that part was fun. But then you see this nigga now still slamming the doors like we fucking 50 and this shit still sucks. It's miserable out here. It's a whole other. I'm be trying to. I wasn't on getting. I don't, I don't plan to get on that this show, but y'all, that's another thing. Fucking miserable. Y'all in this marriage content. Every time I see it, I don't give a fuck if it's jokes. Where's the happy? That shit be seeming like, be happy to be miserable. Fuck you, boy. Because they too busy listening to Steve, and he don't look happy. Boy, man, you. Steve find enough work to make sure he don't have to be at home. I do a whole episode on the fact that y'all gonna y'all gonna we gonna because y'all just be capitalizing on misery and call it fucking like. Love and that shit looks like it sucks. Sticking with this, uh, they clone Tyrone. That's the system. Yeah, there we go. 
work this shit back. Gotcha. So, um, but, but yeah, even, even with that, say with that, like we talk about, like how our community is functioning because of the manipulation of the system and how we're the clones and this, that, and the other. But I think we overlook parts of like the people that are in said factory that they break into. Like they know what they're doing, but they're like, hey man, I got to feed my family. So I don't really want to have to do this, but I'm doing this for the sake of having a job. So how people that aren't a part of the community contribute to other communities' destruction simply because they have to survive. And which perpetuates the system even more. Yeah. Like, I don't really want to do this to y'all, but I'm just here to do, I'm just taking this out of this beaker and putting it into this beaker and from this beaker to the fridge. And that's what I do 50 times a day. That's my job, but it helps me feed my family. I know it fucks y'all system up. I know it fucks y'all communities up. I know it does some dastardly shit, but I don't intentionally want to do this to spite y'all or because I hate y'all. I just, I got to eat and this is the best way that I can do it. All of that shit. Or, okay. And then two parts that I thought, they're not like sneaky parts. They're like, I think they're pretty out in the open. Like the first one being at the end when like the dude discusses, because I feel like as much as it jumped on like, y'all are in the Glen, and the Glen is representative of all neighborhoods. Like, you know, that's the fucking, you know, that's the little theme. Like, niggas get out here and run the same conditioning over and over, stay in these same spots, do the same shit. System and nobody is none the wise and don't realize this shit is fucking us up and we eating ourselves and these niggas outside just treating us like experiments. Perfect. Then you have the dude who made the Glen, like, you know, the original John Boyega that they all cloned off of, and him expressing that, like, his main goal is to get us all to assimilate. Because of the trauma he's gone through, his mind went the complete other way of, like, the only way to beat them is to join them because we'll never win. Yeah. And... Low-key, that's how a lot of niggas be sounding when you talk about, like, social justice shit. It's like, look, you just got to get yours because they and that, whatever, whatever. Keep in mind, the whole time, the hood is lo- the hood is got together. Not the, not the government, not the fucking uh, National Guard, all the niggas in the hood. All the losers, all the people that are controlled, all the people that are inferior. What was that? I saw a meme the other day, and I'm going to post it because I know I saved it somewhere, but it was something along the lines of, like, all these motherfucking gangbangers. All these motherfucking niggas in the hood. I ain't seen none of you niggas clap. Not one KKK member. Like, ain't shot. Not one of these niggas. Ain't even beat them up. Ain't showed up to their house not not one time. Ain't showed up to a Trump rally, a white nationalist rally. What was that? Or a Republican National Convention. Because it, it was that one thing where, where everybody was at some nigga house. But none of them was hood niggas. Like, none of the niggas who get to it was outside. Like, so, in this film, all the hood niggas rally together. And they get they knock all that shit over in a day. Now... Obviously, yes, it's a movie, but I think that speaks to the fact of, like, shit gets done. Like, you niggas can't want shit to happen. Like, that's what some shit I said. The, like, we talked about before we got on here. We were talking about, you know, just the run-of-the-mill conversation before we get started. And it was one of these right-left conversations. And the thing about the right is whatever it is, whether they all disagree, they all get together on one thing. We're going to vote, and we're going to do whatever the fuck it takes to get the right on. We're going to storm the Capitol. We're going to storm the Capitol and still... Vote and, and, and support these motherfuckers' businesses, you can say, uh, nigga, 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 nigga. And they're going to put you on um, whatever one of these platforms that they just created out of nowhere, and that motherfucker's going to get following. You can make a, uh, a country music song and actively put in fucking uh, newspapers. Yep, newspaper Fake clippings. Articles. And that are, that are just like, you know, we will basically saying we will beat you niggas in the streets, you, and everybody's going to support them. 
And on the flip side, the left will tweet to people that don't give a fuck about what you're, we're your enemy. And then y'all be like, I fucking show them, bitch, read that motherfucker on Instagram and nothing's, nothing's changed. So I feel like not to say you niggas always got to all like get your fucking battle axes and mount up, but I feel like that is a representation of like, look, man, if all you niggas is for like the upliftment of us, you gonna maybe have to like do a little bit more, put some, put some boots on the ground. You have to sacrifice more. You're going to have to step outside of your comfort zone and actually do some stuff that you don't want to do. You're going to have to try to find a way to intentionally grow. And that's not something that we choose to do. It's comfortable for us to have Twitter fingers. All of us are goddamn internet philosophers, activists, and, and anything else you can think of. We will deep dive and figure out a way to explain said point and read other people and debunk this person's narrative because it's based in bullshit and all of that. But when it comes to actual advocacy and doing things physically in the community or coming together to really dismantle some shit, actual growth and making sacrifices towards that, we don't want to do that. You stand in the Gucci store and say, you know, we've been standing here for hours and we ain't got no type of, uh, no, no, um, no courtesy, no nothing. Ain't nobody brought us no champagne. No, that nothing. Was, that was crazy. But, you know, or, you know, you can get a bill passed that, you know, says that, you know, you don't have to fucking teach uh, actual history. And then y'all get on TikTok. I mean, that's cool. Like, you know, get awareness out there. But, like, I just, unless, I don't know, and this maybe this this could be to my ignorance, but it just, them motherfuckers out there don't make no TikToks. They just get to it. Whatever the fuck that looks like for their side. And we be just saying shit and be fucking filming them on phones. Instead of just like, you know, I don't know, I ain't trying to promote, you know, violence, but like, you know, do something else. Like, you know, this shit ain't working. Like, you know, I don't know, because they be shooting y'all. So I just feel like, you know, you can. And you can advocate for, to stand up for yourself. Yeah, y'all do. Be. Do something. Now, granted, I'm not saying just go out and just be assaulting police officers because, you know, I got family and friends in the academies. Vote in local elections. Listen to Killer Mike a little bit. Just, just a lot of bit. But, but even, like, instead Something. of filming, if there's four cops and there's 15, 20 of us, and you see that they doing wrong, they whoop they ass. Oh, like man, y'all y'all wrong for that. It be regular people. It be some of these videos y'all post. These are not cops. It's regular people. Oh, man, that's nuts. Like, old boy who choked the nigga out on the... Uh, Ain't nobody stomp him in the thug. face. Nobody kicked that white boy square. That's a regular person. Right. Like, that's a regular person with three other... Like, like, hey, man, I get what you're trying to do, but you a little excessive. I'm going to need you to, to calm down on that. Ain't nobody stop. But that to me, that, that feeds into the point of John Boyega's character, the original version, right? The assimilation, where a lot of us, we view success or progress as... We have to get representation within these spaces. We have to work really hard within the system and play the system well enough to gain a space within the system so that we can take over the system. Knowing damn well that's not going to work. It hasn't worked. It doesn't work. And y'all favorite person that y'all use for this assimilation, for this go-along-to-get-along shit, and y'all be lying, that whole content of character, that's fine. That was a good speech. But I then took these people into a burning building was where he left off. That's where he was at. That's where his head was at. That whole philosophy shifted. I want the check. 
I want us to get like, there's a lot of shit going on that I was, I got to really adjust what I was talking about. And that's where y'all get that shit from. And that the I person who said it, stray. the person who said it wasn't fucking with it. The way y'all be like using that fucking one. He didn't even mean it that way when he said it. Y'all just are running with that. And y'all are letting other motherfuckers like tell y'all who don't fuck with y'all. Are trying to tell y'all the meaning of what he meant when he was saying that speech. It was just like, I want y'all to get off our ass because y'all are racist as shit. That's the whole speech. Like, I just want, I want us to get, I want us to knock that shit out. The whole speech was y'all are racist fucks and y'all are still like just judging us off of your own racist views that don't make sense that y'all just made up and we would like y'all to stop that. But also, I definitely wasn't trying to tell y'all that like we were just gonna kiss y'all ass. That's not the point. We just chose not to beat you niggas the fuck up and that might have been wrong. <laughs> like, and when he decided that, you know, I might have been wrong about that. Maybe we should do this. That's when he and they the said, "Whoa, <laughs> hey there, yo, boy!" Like again, you're we okay with the other narrative. We're not okay with this one. So yeah. let's. It was cool with that assimilation shit. Are you trying to fight back and really get no, no, not, not with that? You are trying to like they clone Tyrone. You're trying to go against the system and make some actual changes. Hold on, let us remind you who's really in control and what your actual options are. So you can either get on the bus or you can continue trying to do what you do and then you have to deal with the consequences. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like that's, because what was that shit? There's been a couple things that I'm fucking with. That show and um, I'm a Virgo. I'm a Virgo, I think, was was a cool, was a cool um that was, like, big on capitalism, too. Like, I feel like you should watch that. Like, I think, obviously, you focus on fucking uh, the Virgo dude because he's, like, a fucking, you know, you tell him the poster is a big, giant motherfucker. But there's his homegirl, and she has, like, this, like, it's theatrical shit, but they make her have, like, this psychic ability where if she starts talking to you, like, she starts having these visual whatevers, and she, like, just jumps in capitalism's ass. So I just am saying, like, you know, niggas are making some pretty progressive shit. What is this shit called? Um... Kizazi Moto, if you have fucking uh, Disney Plus. Oh. That shit uh, good as hell. The black futuristic cartoon? And that's, that I might be. I started watching that when I was in Texas. That might be the best shit I've fucking seen. That might be the fucking. Because it's like, you know, there's be complaints about people when they talk about like the Black Panther. We're like, yeah. you know, it's dope. It's not like, you know, bad, but like there's parts of like, if you read the comics, like, Wakanda is like an entity in and of itself, and you kind of miss out on that on the fucking like movies and shit because there's so much shit going on that you miss out on like this is a whole giant fucking country, and this kind of speaks to like oh hey like what if we were doing like mad other shit like what if there was like you know magic niggas and goddesses and those stories told like the way you know every other cultures have gotten like get their shit off and just like magic fantasy realm this was kind of that. And it I was fucking of, with it heavy. Uh, calling up production. I, yo. It really made me think. Absolutely. I was like, damn, that's... At first, I was like, oh, he made it. Low key. And I was like, oh, that's not him. No, I, I, oh, I like... this is real similar, though. Like, part of me wants to... I'm, I don't know, man. Because part of me be like, I wonder if I, like, if I just did a deep dive. I wouldn't be... I say, I say this. I wouldn't be surprised. If I look through, like, who was all a part of that over there... And, like, seeing somebody who's a part of that over there, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like Disney should tap in with them, too. Like, if this is a bigger thing, because I just feel like, obviously, the fucking medium, I feel like, should broaden. Like, there should be much more of this. Like, in the background, usually y'all know, 
anime plays in the background here just for some, you know, aesthetic and whatever. There's 50,000 of these. There's no way. I did the, there was a number some, somebody put out, and it was like how long it would take you to watch every one all the way through. It would take like a lifetime. So I just feel like we have more access to that. So I want things like this to be successful because it has more shit. As much as I like this, I would like this 10 times more if I saw like more me on here. And the, for, for all of y'all, we found out like a week ago, somebody did a story like anime characters. We all just really love cats because that's what they base their faces off of, which is a whole other fucking shit. But Well, the, li- the likable characters are based off of cats. Look at him. Like every now, now I can't unsee it. You look like a blind cat. Look at this nigga. Like, and he got white hair. White hair characters are always mm-hmm. like fucking shit up. Yeah, look, just like fucking pointy just, nose. Just fucking the, my whole life. Just fucking destroyed. Kid, just I mean, it's not destroyed. I mean, A whole genre of meow mix. Kitten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want y'all to watch, uh, watch all these bliggity black things. Even watch Sam, yo. It's not the best Marvel show, but that ain't Sam's fault. Sam came there and did what Sam needed to do. I like it. And so the fucking... It's just slow. Yeah. But it has to set up. I, I figure it's slow. One, because Sam getting old. He can't do all the action-y stuff like no, he I used thought to. About, if Sam took every opportunity to sit down, there's moments where he didn't have to sit down where he did. And I was like, I know that was Sam. Go, motherfucker, I'm 70. Right. I'm not... This scene don't need me. We did, How many takes is this? I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit down. down. I'm going to sit down. Right. So I know... Like, you expect Nick Fury to do all of this stuff that even her character physically can't do anymore. Mm-hmm. So they got to stretch it out because he's only he's only capable of doing and handling so much. I feel like he could really be like, I can get this in three takes. For sure. I do this well enough. I can, I can get this done. I'm a stage done. actor. I know what I'm doing. Right. I can get this done in three takes. So they spreading it out just because it's like, look, y'all want me to help set up some of the other movies and I'm going to have to be in some of the other movies. I'm not about to sit up here and kill myself for this series and then I can't be in a motherfucking movie. I think that's another thing that shows get critiqued on without understanding like a certain level of context for the show is like you can judge, say, like a, a they clone Tyrone. This is a, well, obviously they set it up to be like a, a sequel, but... It's a one-off, technically. When you watch it, I need this movie to be captivating and gather me all in, tell me the story, have all the kaboom-boom shit, so I'm, like, logged in, cool. But I think with Marvel, we gotta, I think some of these shit's got to be, like, understood as, like, this is a setup thing. I needed a setup movie. Okay, I have time now to do a setup show, but it's not all going to be fucking, like, in-game because that took 10 years to, like, build up. Granted, they was knocking the motherfuckers out the park, but this time I think it's different because you got to build characters that you just don't give a shit about. Granted, you niggas didn't give a shit about Iron Man until after Iron Man 1. But, like, some of these characters, like, you just don't give a fuck about. Like, the Scrolls is cool, but y'all niggas aren't Scrolls fans. When came to Marvel, nobody gave a shit about anything Marvel except for X-Men and Spider-Man. Yes, bar. That's why them niggas own it. Uh, other companies fucking owned and took that shit. So now they got to revamp all. They spent all that time to utilize the the, the momentum of Blade to create Marvel and he build up some that. type of cameo in one of these fucking Absolute films. Absolutely, as something. I don't know how to fucking make that make sense, but yeah, yo, you got multiple universes and multiple Blades. You can you can have him up oh, here as well. Yes, especially because oh, oh. what's her face can't get their shit together to actually finish the movie. You know what? I would watch an old man Blade. 
Oh, absolutely. Like he, you watched he's, Old Man Logan? Yeah, I would watch an Old Man Blade. I would watch, actually, I, I would watch the fuck out of Old Man Blade. And he ain't even that old. He can still, he like, well, he's not completely like him. Michael Jai White is serious about keeping himself in shape. But that nigga Wesley can no, still do some shit. You could, it's CGI, bro. You could do whatever. I've watched, I, I'm, we're talking about fucking um, Nick Fury. I watched him do some shit that I know wasn't Nick. Oh, like, and yeah, I don't care. That was not Samuel. Like, I watched, okay, like, even fucking, we all watched, well, we all didn't watch it, but we're in comic book land now. I watched the Flash movie, and it is everything that everybody has said it is, but I'm not gonna lie, man. I, that was my first Batman, like, Michael Keaton. Fair. And they had Michael doing some shit I know for a fucking fact he can't do. And I was logged in. They kept him in the stupid bad suit that you can't move your neck. And nigga, every time, I was like Kevin, I was the dead ass like Kevin Smith. Every time Batman came on the screen, I was like, yes, I don't give a shit if this nigga eats ice cream for this whole scene. I'm in. It's Michael Keaton. And he, and I, he, you want to get nuts? And then he dramatically delivered want to get nuts. And I was like, oh shit, I remember want to get nuts. Cause I watched this shit as a kid 47 fucking times. Yeah. Fuck y'all. Everything I had else, the Nintendo game. Yeah, everything else um, was whatever. I'm not gonna lie. At the end, the CGI shit everybody talked about. That critique is worthy because it uh, didn't. I'll be honest. I haven't watched any of DC's production. Honestly, it, I didn't watch Black Adam. <clears throat> I didn't watch Flash. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm teetering <laughs> on watching Blue Beetle. Only because it's a newer a newer story, but because we know that they're pretty much throwing all of this shit out. Black Adam bombed so bad that nigga went back to Fast and Furious. That was crazy. Well, I don't I don't <laughs> think it bombed. I think it's just you put out the movie, you put all this promotion behind it. He's supposed to help create this new lineage of DC and usher in these new characters and take over. Man, and then you bring in a new person that says, "You're yeah, going to scrap all these movies that are already finished. Sheesh. We're going to release them, but." We're going to end up restarting everything after they're done. That doesn't make people want to watch it. He did confirm that Blue Beetle will continue, which is nice because Blue Beetle is projected to be the, the worst fucking opening uh, weekend, period. Like, they just, it, it just is what it is. That's, that's just bad timing. Yeah, it's you bad. Know, I got to come yeah. out during a strike. That ain't your fault. Because I don't think the movie's going to be bad. I think it'll be like, like as a movie, I think it'll be fine. But all that other shit, James it'll be said. be Latino Shazam. You know what? Because it does look like it's gonna be fun and shit. That's a good point. I think it My will be like, yeah, it'll be it'll be some fun shit. I support. I think Blue Beetle's like dope. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you niggas should watch it. I don't know if there's anything else to cover. There's a lot of shit to cover, but we ain't gonna cover it in one episode. We don't oh, yeah. have to because we we've been gone for a month. We ain't talk about shit that we've been through in that month. Oh. I got one more thing because I don't want to carry this over. I had this. I had this. Release this right now. No, yeah, I had this because I've made a fucking couple posts about it. One, one or two posts about it, and oh, it'll be a mental healthy thing that y'all didn't know was a mental healthy thing. Did y'all know? And as we wrap this up, did y'all know that they freed Fleece Johnson? Yes. Fleece Johnson is out and about in the community, living life, and some dude. And I don't even knock this nigga, right? I know that nigga said content. My page for the explode. And he's got him on YouTube. I saw it on TikTok. And so there's like, there's a bu- and everybody now is taking the TikToks and it's just him telling his stories. And it's still a lot of booty. It's a lot of other shit though. It's enough shit where it's like, the way you niggas talk about jail, like some of you like, I'm gonna nah, do my motherfucking. 
And the way when Fleece discusses his actual instances, like, it's like you niggas don't talk about jail for real. Because how that nigga did jail, how he expresses it, it's like, this is not fun. None of this has ever been good. Granted, I don't know where you niggas are, like, doing your bids at, but him, I know he did his, I want to say it's in Kentucky. And just, there was something I saw literally two days ago where he discussed a nigga pulled out a knife. He just had bottles of shit on deck because he was a fucking menace. And he was like, yeah, what you going to do? And the thought that, like, I'm out here in the world balling up my fist like a fucking idiot. And there's niggas who have dookie bottles on deck to just bomb you with fecal matter and hepatitis. And you niggas are talking about, like, fucking. Going back. And he was just up there. It was a lot of, con- if, you, if, you, if you fucking look it up, it's just a whole lot of butt conversations. And it's still just as funny. He thought you niggas at Boondocks were rude for putting him in that light. And I'm not one to argue with the man because, you know, if it's between you, he's old and still, y'all are wrong. If if it's all of us in the room, I'm fucking, yeah, y'all are wrong. You shouldn't have talked about him like that because you nuts. But here's where it got mental healthy. And, like, I was watching it and I'm laughing, like, everybody else laughing. And in my mind, I was going to do a bunch of fucking, like, Fleece Johnson-y shits. And he's very adamant. He's very honest about his experience. He was like, I am, I don't take any, anything back for what I did. I was this, that, and third, you know, obviously with dudes and I was biting on motherfuckers and I was just a fucking menace. But then when he explained his time frame, uh, he's like, I've been in jail since I was 15. Mm-hmm. He was like, I went to jail at 15 and whatever he did, you know, and obviously I think he obviously did it in Kentucky. So I'm going to sprinkle some racism on there. Absolutely. And then that progressed to him being 17 and then at 17 they threw him in prison with men and then he just had to figure it out so he's doing violent shit to survive and he expresses he's like i never had the experience you niggas had like you niggas are talking about me in a way he's like i never experienced anything with the girl i lived out my whole experience in this facility my whole life and i just got out like in my 60s and i thought to myself i was like this is more or less some of the experiences that I've witnessed, not to the extremeness of fucking the fleece, but I've worked in facilities and I've worked with these kids who are like, they've been in facilities you, from, in, from birth, from baby until teenager. You working it enough. You'll see somebody who you might've seen here and you leave to go to another company. You get another job somewhere. You're like, Oh cool. And a motherfucker comes full circle and you realize this nigga has tripped and fell through life the whole time since he left you. Especially if you like hold the thing where these niggas talk to you and be like, no, you, you, you know, I, I like our all-star cast that we had back in the day. And it was like, but you talking is like, no, you guys were like the guys. Mm-hmm. Like I've, like you said, one contacted you. I had one that I've seen a couple times at the gym and he still speaks about us like with a decent amount of reverence. He's like, oh man, I remember y'all, you know, was at the third and he had a dip and then he's, you know, figuring his shit out. So it's like, oh, you know, that's shit that you go like, oh, I feel rewarded. I feel like I'm doing good shit when these niggas remember me and I, you know, good stuff. And when they talk to you, it's still a lot of, you know, what should I do with my life type shit now? So cool. I, I really applaud that. But when I thought about the fleece thing, I never thought that a fleece Johnson story would put me into deep thought. Cause when he said that, I was like, I've met them. And now I feel sad about this motherfucker's story. I've been laughing at the booty warrior for years. And that one statement, I was like, damn, that puts his whole shit in fucking perspective. This nigga never went to school. I this love nigga- booty. It hits different when you understand that he's never known any Dog, other booty but that. And I, that's the only way he's ever known to get it. I never thought in my fucking life that I would have sat somewhere and had my fucking 
brain exploded like, oh, shit, man, Fleece is extremely traumatized. Like, we say it as jokes, but I was really sitting there like, Traumatized, conditioned, institutionalized. What? Like, his whole, then he has all these videos, and I'm now watching from a space where I'm still laughing, but I'm now watching like, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's survival. He's And you think about all these motherfuckers, you look at their jackets when they come from prison or something, it's like, he was a menace. It's like, he had no choice. Because, like, if you're fighting somebody and they're about to fucking, you know, niggas in jail fight different, you might fucking die in this motherfucker. So you're doing a lot of shit to survive, and that sticks with you. Now you have to transition out into the fucking world after you've lived. That's not civil in there. It's not, you're not getting rehabilitated. There's, it's just all corrections. Like, anybody who's worked in that space, who's, it's like the whole get down is you have to, like, put your humanity on pause. And I just never thought I would have that fucking epiphany Watching the nigga who was like, yeah, I, I miss, bo-. like, we all, everybody's on the internet has seen this clip where he's like, what do you miss about anything you miss about? He's like, I miss booty, man. Everybody laughing. But I want to say that's the actual clip where he's like, I've never experienced, I never had the opportunity to experience anything else. I live my whole life in here. And he's like, I did the transition. He's like, I was, I was straight, you know, or, you know, I was as straight as you could be, I guess, where you figured it out. Mm-hmm. He's like, I watch porn. He's like, we had magazines in here. And he's like, after a while, you're in here, you know, you do 10 years of that. You're looking for some type of physical whatever. And I was just like, oh, shit, man. Like, Fleece has a really sad story. That's it. That's what I'm leaving you guys with is that Fleece Johnson shit fucking somehow turned into a. Well, the the more so that there's a whole lot of depth to everything that you take in. Like, even the entertainment that seems mindless there's always some sort of story behind it that you really need to deep dive into. It really is that deep. When y'all say it ain't that deep, it is that deep. Everything is. Well, some and of the shit y'all be saying is trash. Some of that shit y'all be saying is trash. Some of that shit ain't that deep. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you. But. It's, it's not that deep, but that's the depth of it. Because you don't realize the real layers of it. Well. How, how, how little you recognize is how deep it is. Because that's how sad your perspective really is. Well, with that said, we're back, fuckers. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for waiting. And thanks for some of y'all who actually missed us. I ain't got, I ain't got a thousand, but I got a couple messages like, hey, nigga. Like, you see all these motherfucking, you know, posts and memes and shit, and that's cute. But where the fuck the funny y'all shit? Y'all ain't talking. Yeah, where the fuck the shit at? So, where the uh, conversation at? We'll, we'll talk about that another day. So I appreciate that. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for checking in. Thank y'all for caring about us. Like, follow, subscribe, fucking tell your mom and them. Yeah, yeah, after a break and we come back. I don't want that same bullshit that was going on I want a this month ago. Sh- yeah, I want this shit jumping. I want, y- I want y'all to come in here and... Uh, come talk to us. Give us feedback. Send, send us fucking questions and scenarios that we can laugh and discuss and deep dive into like y'all do them niggas over in the UK. Okay, and also, okay, and I'm going to give it to you. I'm gonna, we're gonna, we, we, we did this question thing before. So I'm going to make say it here. So I'm going to try to be more focused about it. Because if I say it, I got to do it. So we're going to a little more formula to give y'all, hey, this is your opportunity to tell us some shit. And, uh, you know, that's it. So participate. God damn it. All right. Sure. And my plans come back to life. Got spinach in his house. (laughs) (laughs) Came in this house. Hey, this one, <laughs> this one came back to life in the span of an hour. So leave me alone. I was, yeah, you gotta get. Yeah, this this it's all right. Yeah, wake, yeah, you gotta wake your ass hey, up. It's all right. It's all right. He gonna get there. We gonna we gonna work on. We gonna work on him. All right. We'll Bye see y'all. y'all. Next episode.